Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, a 30 Rock podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, like you get the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 126, season 7, episode 1, the beginning of the end, originally airing October 4th, 2012. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Jack gets ready for the new television season by stocking NBC with lots of hits. So in case the rumors of Hank Cooper retiring come true, he'll be first in line to take over the company instead of someone in the Hooper family. But as Liz finds out... His master plan is a little less straightforward than it first seems. Meanwhile, Jenna's getting ready for her surprise wedding and tasks Liz with becoming the maid of honor. But finding herself too busy for the job, she leans into Jack's strategy to overcome the challenge and get off the job. Finally, after Hazel learns that Tracy is starting his own production company, she invites him over to have dinner with her and Kenneth in their poor white person home because that's what Tracy likes to see. (laughs) So, yeah, this is the final season. Funny enough, when we're recording this, the beginning of the seventh season, uh, originally this day two years ago, we posted the season one finale up. So it's kind of a fun little coincidence that one season ended, the first season ended, and we're recording on the same date that the seventh season started in our recording. Just a fun little factoid. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is... I feel like this is the season of 30 Rock where it is definitely more for the long-term fans. Like, especially this episode. Like, they do not do a really good job of welcoming newcomers. Like, I feel like this one is definitely, like, you're seven seasons and you're invested in these characters. We do not need to re uh, remind you of what Liz's situation is, what Jack's situation is, what Tracy, Kenneth, Hazel... They do that, but they don't need to hit you over the head with it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this is a direct continuation of a season you should already know of. And it's not somewhere newcomers should be coming in. Shouldn't be coming into a seventh season anyway, but it's, yeah. Yeah, well, it's the last season. They don't have to worry about renewals or Mm -hmm. gaining new fans at this point, which, I mean, even in a fifth or sixth season, I'm not sure how many shows are gaining new fans. But... Uh, you still have to worry, I guess, about being renewed if you haven't already decided to finish. So right. there's no need to do that here. So they certainly launch right into the plot for the season. And it's super heavy on my favorite aspect, which is the TV <laughs> industry parody with Jack's ideas to, at first, <laughs> at first looks like he's trying to save the network, but as Liz quickly learns after seeing a sizzle reel of NBC's <laughs> upcoming programming, actually tank the, ne- t- actually tank the network in order to make Cable Town sell it to someone to, or in order to make Cable Town sell it to a company that can actually manage things like Pos, the, the Egg Dye company? company, which is a real thing that I'd never yeah. heard of. You never heard of the Pos? Well, I guess I heard of when I first saw this episode, but outside of this, was... I've never heard of it. Really? Being that, well, oh. we've never had a need to buy Easter eggs, so That's, uh, I mean, I guess like yeah, like I knew the name was synonymous with Easter eggs, but I didn't know that they pretty much had a monopoly on the uh, industry but yeah uh interesting i guess all, all walks of life but you yeah, know I, I i do think jack's storyline is uh the most fun in this mostly because for the same reasons you're saying it like it's behind the curtain kind of stuff of you know obviously a new a network unless they're really and they really are trying to do what jack's doing would never 
create the shows that he's creating, but a lot of them are just so fun. Like God Cop is fun, but it's like, there's just so many jokes about in its own world. Like it's poorly produced. It somehow has like enough episodes to run a mini marathon within like a two days after it's airing. Like it's just, there's so many things about it of just how poorly produced it is. And like it, it's a show that's aware that it's a show, but it's also questioning everything about it. Because it's like, wait, you're God. You should have all the answers. Why are we praying? Who are we praying to? We're we praying. Like, it's just so many jokes of just uh, all of it. All of it's a lot of fun. Um, the Jenna stuff is fun, but it's also kind of like narcissism again. It's Jenna having a plotline involving narcissism. That doesn't happen <sighs> often. I know. I don't know. It just. No, I get what you mean, though. It's it's. Just Jenna, like, basically uh, trying to angle Liz to, like, do things for her that she doesn't, Liz doesn't want to do. And then having, like, a big, like, anger burst at some point. Yeah. Tant- tantrum would be a better term yeah. to use and than anger And then the burst. solution is, like, I guess, okay. Like, I don't I mean, it, it definitely well, it's it, it works, for, for, you know, it works for her. But it's, like, I feel like Liz should have came to that conclusion much faster, given that they've known each other for so long. Um, but anyway, and then the the Kenneth Tracy stuff is kind of like I don't know. It's just it's not it, to me. It's not great. Um, the whole like friendship angle of you think Kenneth, of course, is going to side with Tracy. Uh, we could get into all that later, but I don't know. It just like it's a good episode, not a great premiere episode, but also like they only have thirteen episodes to work with, so they've got to they can't really spend too much time. Kind of thing. I guess I, I guess I was higher on you because I thought it was a really good episode. I mean, I do. I get. I think the Jack stuff is the standout of oh, this episode, sure. but I don't know. Everything else just just like again, the Jenna stuff is like, eh, I've been here, done that, and then the, the uh, just the storyline of who do I trust? The person that I've known forever, or the person that I know can be manipulative, and I've only known for a few months. Like I, I've I've never really personally liked that storyline because they always end the exact same way you expect them to end, and it's just. But the person okay. who's always right said women are always right. What is <sighs> Kenneth to do? She's too naive and dumb and nice. Anyway. Any other thoughts before we hop into the beginning of the end? Let's hop in. Alright, so our cold open is going to be a little bit longer. We get a familiar face back uh, as well. Uh, we'll talk about that when we get there. Wait. Let's God cop in. But yeah, so there's a lot that they're trying to remind us and set us up for season seven. But it, it does it does sort of start off with a misnomer of you think Liz is talking about having it all, but not quite. After all these years, I finally have it all. I'm going to miss this place. That's how you do it. It's two lines. Hey! percent D-bag! Can't park here! You don't own the sidewalk! Uh, it's nice to see you back at work and taking advantage of being in the greatest city on Earth, despite our tiny and American sodas. Well, I feel like New York City is one of the characters on our show. <laughs> That's idiotic. So how was your hiatus? Start with what puzzles you did. Venice, solar system, unicorn, the cast of L.A. Law. That one took me a while. So much white. Anyway, good to be back. It's stressful. The usual Liz Lemon work-life balancing act. How are things with Chris? Good. Great. We are trying. Oh, really? Lemon, you can't even say trying? What positions 
How are you using? The one. There's only one. Talk about something else. Fine. We'll talk about me. I have never been better. Now, my divorce went smoothly. In fact, thanks to a round of golf with Archbishop Dolan, I was never married. Liddy won a bronze and horsey jumpy at the Baby Olympics. And at work, I am taking the bull by the horns. Have you seen the new fall shows? Yes, I have seen them. If you're tired of sexy vampires, then you'll love Punchbacks, starring Jonathan Silverman as Dr. Fantastico. And do you like the information channel you get when you stay in a hotel? Well, Thursdays is just that now. So what do you think of the new shows? I, uh... Hey, Jonathan's back. Yes, little big man discovered the grass isn't always greener on the other side and came crawling back. My grandmother was seriously ill. I went to Salinas to feed and bathe her. I'm sorry. I still don't like you. Jonathan's as snippy as ever, but he's back. Sorry, Gabe. Go back to wherever you came from. Wherever Danny is now. Out to pasture. Chris isn't in this episode, despite the fact that he should be. I guess maybe Liz sent him away because of the bachelorette yeah. party. But, uh, yeah. Poor Danny. James Marston had another engagement that day. Probably. Selling hot dogs, maybe. Exactly. Well, no, he sold it. Did he get a new... What happened to him? Did he get a new car? He sold the... the he, sold the he sold Vanderbeek and then... To get money to... Uh, renovate. So what... That, but that's a Band-Aid. What, what's he going to do... For more money after that. Well, hopefully he'll, in his new lovely space, he'll make money. So he will sell products and make money because he's going to do a business. He's going to invite people into the apartment to sell things and buy things from him? Where is he going to... Where's this idea? Where is all this happening? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's an oversight. That's not a big deal. Um, but man, the... The, that's, so that's like the first set of jokes about the NBC lineup, the Hunchbacks, and then Sexy Hunchbacks. It's just called Hunchbacks, right? But it's about Sexy Hunchbacks. Exactly. Neither one of them looks sexy. Well, you know, you can, you can only do so much, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, I'm what, sure what? Quasimodo is someone's oh, for sure. type. I guess Esmeralda. No, she ended up with the, the blonde-haired guy, right? It's been a long time it's since I've It's been a really long that, time. So I... I don't even remember was that much like 97, about it. 97, 98 when that came out? Uh, it was like the tail end of the Disney Renaissance. Uh, yeah. But I'm pretty sure Esmeralda ended up with the knight person, whatever he was. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the, uh, just the recreate, the... Uh, the hotel information channel. Because why the fuck channel. not? <laughs> but the, but the, the TV Guide channel shows programs too now, right? Well, it did, but it, it doesn't exist anymore. So it's what... It, it, it's what is pop TV now. Like, it changed to... I mean, it's been a while. It's been several years now. I guess, however, at least as long as Shit's Creek has been on. But, uh... So yeah. where do I go to find what's on? The internet. Or well, your cable and or satellite and or uh, streaming. I guess your guide is, is just default. I mean, a lot, I mean, years ago, the guide wasn't necessarily a thing everyone still had. You had the on, you no. only had the TV guide. That's it. true. But I, I think, well, I won't say, I, I mean, I would imagine most people are covered either if they still have satellite or cable, if they have like mm -hmm. YouTube TV or Hulu Live or whatever, then those all have built-in guides now. I mean, I guess if you don't have well, but I guess if you don't have cable or anything, you just have like an antenna and you only have a few channels. Like you wouldn't, I mean, true. you've never had, you would have never had a TV guy channel. 
and not one. And then, of course, obviously, there's the internet. But <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I feel like at this point, probably most cable providers have implemented in whatever guides. So there's just yeah. no use for it anymore. There's no use for that channel. Yeah, because I think they do original programming. I feel like it had the shift where. Like, it was maybe, like, airing soaps, and then it started doing, like, a soap opera talk show or something. Or maybe I'm using it with something else. I don't know. Like, I, I want to say they dabbled in original original adjacent programming, and then it wasn't long after that that it finally just, that's when it turned into pop yeah. TV after that. I mean, I don't have much knowledge of it. Just from, like, if we're at a hotel or somewhere that we're actually watching a television because we're not watching something streaming. If I'm flipping through, usually it looked like it was something syndicated. I don't think it was necessarily an original program ad, but I, I really don't know too much about the history of the TV Guide channel. But, but anyway, pivoting back to um, the first thing is it's really good because it starts with referencing, of course, like the... Some, implicit sometimes explicit like can women have it all like mm-hmm. running through line of storyline it's like now Liz is announcing that she has it all and the really silly cutaway to those are actually Tracy's right. lines which makes I mean I, I would love to see what's what yeah, uh, skit yeah. that's fitting into because yeah because he's not dressed as a woman he's no. dressed as like a Cosby looking character so but he'd be holding a baby and saying he has it all now as he yeah. leaves as he leaves he's the uh, the building plaza. yeah Anyway, so that's funny. Um, oh, right. And, it's right. So I, and also to go back to the reference to... Well, a couple things. Um, gosh, several things. So let's start with... Um, I think there's like a couple like references to critics, or at least how critics talk about 30 Rock, mm-hmm. because there's a reference... Did they kind of make a joke about... New York being a character in the show, which I mean, to this point, I actually like hate when people say that because it's become such a cliche that such and such actually functions as a character, which I guess sometimes is true, but I feel like it's, I don't know, it's become overwrought to the point of just like anytime someone makes a reference, it just like, it drives me I mean, it's not, but it, it's, it's, it's superfluous. Like it doesn't really mean anything. Like, I mean, well, it's like, I guess the the city, like, the function of the city, like, are very important to the development. Like, so you're seeing how, like, this, the, the setting changes or causes the characters to change or changes with the characters is, like, basically so, so it functions the same way. So I, I get what it's saying, but it's become such a, I don't know, to me it's just become such but a... But for 30 Rock, they didn't really have too many episodes that dealt with the city. Like, I mean, we know they were in New York, obviously, because they, they, they mention it, and obviously it's 30 Rock Plaza, but... I mean, they really weren't outside that much inside of the world of New York. It's probably just a handful of times that we've really sort of seen them outside that you could tell it was New York, you know what I mean? Like, everything else just looks like it could be any city kind of thing. I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess you consider that a lot of media is based there, and there's, I mean, that's not through, you know what I mean? Like, it functions in a way, like, I mean, there are ways they can use the street, like, run right outside right. the building, and there's, like, lots of, like, people walking around and tourists like just there so i mean i don't think i mean i don't think it's an inaccurate way to describe it it's just that that's that phrase has become yeah again i'm not gonna say it again but i just become over at this point but something that's definitely used about the show so they're kind of of course the very jack line of that's idiotic like how could a city be yeah that's so silly and then i i think also 
the reference she talks about with LA Law, like so much white. Like I'm pretty sure that's also like referencing like people who call it Thirty Rock, like too white. Like, because obviously there are like just, like Tracy, but and you know Briz and Doctor. Well, of course for Tra- Tracy right, and right. Tracy's uh, ass- assistants right. and Tracy's wife. Right. But honestly, other than that, like there hasn't been tons. So I, I like I. I guess I took that as kind of a reference to people saying that 30 Rock was too white. So, I mean, I don't know. That, that's hard to put I think, away, it's a, I think it's a jab at both LA Wall yeah. and 30 Rock. But yeah. Just yeah. so much white. Yeah. yeah. And then lastly, and then of course, like this was around the time when lots of like, well, Supernatural, of course, was running, but Supernatural mm-hmm. adjacent teen. Oh, what was the paranormal teen romance or something was that like the the marketing term that was used oh like the paranormal twilight. romance or yeah. yeah so yeah post twilight like vampire diaries um, vampire Academy, yeah true blood yeah the, the the i guess well vampires was the biggest one but i mean there was, there was what um i mean there were like a gazillion ya book series because this was still pre-hunger mm-hmm. memes so it was like before it shifted to dystopian like mm-hmm. i mean i remember like everything was like a three part a three <laughs> book part romance yeah. whatever and there was some like i mean i remember at one point like there was literally like they were it was like it, like twilight or whatever but like angels like it's all about angels instead of vampires or sexy werewolves or who knows whatever anyway so hunchbacks is uh Maybe a little far-fetched to be an actual television hit, but... Yeah, I don't see it. But a nice 30 Rock twist away from, like, right. the actual trend that's happening to be, like, silly and ridiculous. Still and, trying to be too but, like, still, uh, like, on trend, but on trend in a, like, twist a little bit off to the yeah. side. God cop? Crime just got a new worst friend. <laughs> what the hell is that? A show I am very excited about. A New York City detective solves crimes with the help of his new partner, God. So God just tells him who did it? God can't just tell him who did it. Why not? Watch the pilot lemon. It's all explained in the end by the wise black man played by Carl Malone. You're really taking some swings here. I have no choice. My boss, Hank Cooper, is clearly planning to retire. Word is he bought a boat. But it's not a yacht for corporate parties and hooker disposal. It's a two-man fishing boat. I believe that is called a skiff. I will not have you telling me boat names in my own office. Hank has vowed to keep Cable Town in his family. I have one chance to change his mind before he retires. That's where shows like God Cop, O.J. Simpson Live, and Rule of Threes come in. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. A comedy about two jive-talking con men hiding out in a monastery. Jonathan, bring me my green light. I like that Rule of Threes joke because it's a Rule of Threes joke. Because there's always the third thing is the funniest thing. Or the third thing is a joke. And in this case, the rule of threes is the joke. I didn't catch that the first time. That's super funny. That's a super funny joke. Also, OJ Simpson Live. I mean, even in 2012, would that have been something anyone would want to watch? So, when was when was it? Remember he was going to release that book that was like, oh, if was, I did it, how I would have done oh, it? Oh, that like, was like late, um, mid to late 2000s, I think, was when that okay. was a thing. I feel like that's way passe at this time. Yeah, you're right. That would have been 2007. So, yeah. not not topical. Nope. Around this time. Nope. God, I can't believe it's been that. It seems relatively more recent than that, but apparently not. Um, 
Anyway, so even though like God Cop sounds like insane and ridiculous, I mean, I feel like CBS basically did that two years ago or three years ago with God Friended Me. Basically, it's a story of a person who gets a friend request from God on Facebook. And then I think from there it goes a bit early edition. It's like, is like getting the word of God or whatever and like tries to like help people. Like, no, I don't think it's, I've, I haven't seen it, but my impression is like it's not as like you'll see as touched by an angel. It's more like, again, like early edition, like you find out something, you can try to help people right. with it. But still, as soon as like I, I forgot about like God Cop the Third Rock Creation and like as we as we, at, like when I heard that and as we go through the episode like all I could think about was God Friend to me and how it's like I mean again like CVS basically <laughs> did that just I get what well, I, I guess making God someone who solves crimes would really be galaxy brain CVS but like is the end game to that show that they were talking to God the entire time? I don't really know. It only lasted two or three seasons, and I haven't actually seen any of it, so I can't mm-hmm. tell you much about the plot. But, yeah, all I know is the basic, uh, really basic outline. But Wow. All right. Well, you guys see this. That seems like brand on brand for them. Like, but uh, that just seems like no one our age is going to want to watch that. Like, it's definitely for that CBS audience of, like, they just learned what friended mean. Aww. And, of course, it's Probably by 2018 so. or whatever it was, they move it by then, but maybe, maybe not. Wow, that's terrible. Yeah, and even the premise of, like, Liz immediately calls out the big flaw of God Cop. It's like, why wouldn't he just tell him who did it and <laughs> right. solve the problem? Like, why would it be, why would you make it any more complicated than that? But Carl Malone, unfortunately, well, we don't see him. Maybe he is part of the show. Maybe he's the one to end up being God. No, because Jack, anyway. Carl Malone is not part of God Cop, unfortunately. Uh, but meanwhile, in the writer's room, Jenna has a big outburst, or does she? <laughs> My wedding is gonna be a disaster! The doves I ordered for the wedding came, and they're all dead! Uh, uh, oh, oh, touch my tongue! Calm down! I'll show you that video of Taylor Swift getting hit in the face with a foul ball. Oh, I'm fine, Liz. The doves were just a drill. Everyone needs to be on their toes for my wedding year. I'm gonna be a nightmare. Wait, if that was a drill, did you kill those doves? No, I bought them at the dead dove store. Grow up, Liz. Jenna, you're always a high-strung perfectionist. I prefer soul-sucking monster. How could your wedding make you any worse? I don't know, but it's a fun little journey we're all gonna go on together. Uh Uh-huh. So when is this wedding? I can't tell you. It's a secret surprise wedding, because that's what all the big celebrities do. Beyonce, J-Lo, Natalie Portman, whose real last name is Hirschlag, by the way. Okay, that's not relevant. I just think people should know, you know? I have a lot of really good friends I could ask to be my maid of honor. Paz de la Huerta, the former Mrs. John Cryer, Honey Boo Boo's mom. But you're my oldest friend. And also, I've known you for a long time. Liz, will you be my maid of honor? Oh, Jenna, that is so nice, but I've just got so much going on with the show and baby stuff. Oh, God, my hands, please. I'll do it. I'd love to do it. You're my best friend. Oh, yay. Oh, you're in charge of the bachelorette party. Make sure you have a stripper there from every race. Start looking for Indian now. It's a tough booking. Mm, best friendies. 
Did Jenna actually kill the doves herself, though? Because I feel like she, I guess she could work with the motivation to like do something that would have an impact. At the same time, like that seems like that would be a lot of work. I could see her doing it though, using it as like a stress relief for her, is killing doves. I could absolutely see her just in her apartment, like one by one, just that's true, snapping them, taking some wine. Yep, can't remember the rest. Yeah, although Paul did it during sex. I, I, it feels very genuine to her to like lean into being a bridezilla though like oh absolutely like I wouldn't expect anything less than her to be a bridezilla welcome to my wedding year she's oh, getting God. ready for it I know people do that and it's that's so fucking stupid to me like how much attention you really fucking need on yourself that you're have you seen Instagram lots of people need lots of attention God, it's insufferable anyway Thankfully, she's a fictional character, but sadly, there are real people in this world that do that shit. Um, but I do like the turn of Jenna asking Liz to be her bridesmaid, knowing that she could ask anybody famous, but she asked Liz because she's her oldest friend, but also the, but then the fuck you of you're also the, the person I've known the longest, which is just, that's so mean. But then, like, physically demanding it by, like, pushing her wrists back and pushing her to the ground like just using her strength to make Liz be her bridesmaid it's just so it's Jenna I mean it's what we expect from her but the more I think about it I feel like Jenna wouldn't have Liz do any of this like she would have a famous friend do all of it well because as we just... learn later she absolutely does not want that because then it would take the attention from her I know but <laughs> like she knows Liz well enough to know that like Liz would not do a good job or wouldn't be up to her expectations so it's just like but it seems like well for a weird thing for other than just comedy it just seems like a weird thing to Jenna would make that request of Liz. No. I mean, I don't know. Like, I also believe her. that her most important quality in a maid of honor is someone who won't take the attention off of her. So you definitely can't have a, another famous person for that. Well, true, but couldn't you get someone else then? She could have. Yeah, that's true. She could have gotten Danny, perhaps, to be her <laughs> maid of honor. That's true. Kenneth, if he's famous, Kenneth. you certainly can't tell from this show. Yeah, Hazel. Hazel will just keep trying to steal it. Well, no, well, like, well, they have beef now, though, true, since, uh, since the storyline where Hazel tried to offer, so that's I don't know true. if that'll work. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Kenneth goes to Tracy to get some dating advice. Mr. Jordan, I need some advice. I recommend you get it from Liz Lemon or an owl who wears glasses. No, sir. It's about women. I've been living with Hazel for the past few months, and... While we have gotten to second base... You mean a threesome with Robinson Cano? No. I mean sharing a yogurt. I'm saving myself for marriage, and Hazel says she's saving herself for a grade A pork machine. And those are expensive. It's just, Hazel's my first real girlfriend, and I want to make sure I'm doing everything I can to make her happy. I'll tell you how to make a woman happy. You take charge. She comes home one night, you're in the kitchen naked cooking chili. You feed it to her out of your hands. Make her act like a bird. Damn it, I don't know. I've been married for 22 years. That's half as long as it felt like Arliss was on TV. You want to make a woman happy? You listen to her. Because guess what? She's always right. The women in our lives are queens. Honor your queen, Kenneth. If she wants to look at new window treatments, you go to Crate Barn. If she wants to have a dinner party, you go fry up some dolphin. She does say we never entertain. You're losing her. Go get her. Go get your woman. Speaking of which, 
Angie's been in the hospital for a week. Could you go find out why? Yeah. Thank you. What a weird rundown of Arliss. I feel like that show was like, I mean, it ran for seven years, but it really, it was always just like the butt of jokes. Like, I feel like that was like one of the instances of like HBO having a dud, but persisted. Yeah. To me, it's, I kind of think of it like, I don't know, like almost like Entourage in that it's a show about, a show about agents that was like derided, but was like, I guess, highly watched because it lasted for multiple seasons. And yeah, Sandra I guess, in case there are. Oh, know. really? Yeah, I know. Bob Costa, well, it makes sense. It's a, it's a sports show. So yeah, I like, I remember seeing it on like, I, well, maybe newspapers still do this. I don't know. But like, I remember back when I was a kid, like newspapers, of course, would like publish like the TV listings, tying back to what we, what we were I'm talking sure about earlier. But I just remember seeing our list like in the listings, like when looking at them and like, I was always fascinated because like, I guess the S's were spelled with dollar signs mm-hmm. or whatever. So like, like as a kid, I was just like, oh, that like, I don't know. It just like, so anyway. It's got money signs in it. It must be good. <laughs> like what logic? No, is no, that? no, 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 no. I just remember like, that's why I remember it. Cause like it didn't, cause like most things are like just letters. Like I guess I probably, that was the first time I ever saw like that sort of like. What's that called? Like intertyped or something like that when you use uh, uh, symbols and stuff inside your I'm not sure actually. Titles. Yeah. Sure, there's an answer up there anyway. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, um, I, don't know. I just feel like it was a show that was around forever. And I mean, it aired 96 to 2002. So it aired every year. But it seemed like a, it seemed like one of those shows that like it ran. Like the, the joke Kenneth made, like it was on half the time it felt. Because it felt like it, it was always around, but it it ran seven years. It, it ran its length, but it felt like it was just always around. But I think there's some shows that like, because they're... Uh, if you think about show like especially like shows like procedurals like NCS Grey's Anatomy shows that are like that are well I guess people still talk about Grey's Anatomy a lot but I feel like there's like a category of shows that are on and like are well watched even though people never talk about them and like that was one of those shows it's like like oh that's still on because right. it's like some point where you never hear anyone talk about it but it's like still lots of people watch it and it's yeah. an accessible show but you you haven't thought about it in a long time so you're like yeah so it just feels like oh that show is yeah on again a modern Oh, I can't think of it. Because I feel like I watch more TV now, or at least pay more attention to TV than I did as a kid. So, like, something being on for that many years isn't too much of a surprise. But I guess Survivor. I, I knew Survivor was always on, but the fact that I, did, I didn't know that they would air two seasons a year. Because mm-hmm. when I learned that they were up to, like, 40 seasons, I was like, well, that show has not been on the air for 40 <laughs> fucking years. Not no, been on longer than I've been around. But anyway... But, but so that was something that was like a surprise like learning that their scheduling was different than it was but uh, yeah. but I mean on the other hand we learned what the uh, Honeymooners was only on for like one season yeah. so that seemed like a show that was always around but it only lasted one season although that season one was seventh full or less. 50 what are we like 30 some episodes yeah it was a lot of episodes then. so far more than a normal season nowadays but yeah um so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I can't think of a modern show that would fit that still on outside of the Grey's Anatomy and the shows that I don't watch. Well, all those. Pro- I mean, I, honestly, I feel like all those procedurals are like the prime candidates for yeah. that. Like any, but I don't care about them. So I guess they're just not in my my. Yeah. I mean, the, the other thing you hear that is about, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess American Idol. Like, I feel like you heard that more when it was still in its original like Fox run towards the end. Oh. <laughs> but I, I don't know if people say that about stuff like Dancing with the Stars and the Voice yet. Probably. Because they've been on for a long yeah. time at this point. So 
I mean, honestly, like most, it seems like at this point, most network shows have either run forever or only a season or two because mm. there's there's some in the middle. Like there's some shows that have run for a few seasons, but it seems like it's gotten to the point where we've had established brands that just keep running or spinoffs. Like I guess like some of the Chicago or whatever shows mm-hmm. or uh, what's the 911 on Fox that have like, mm-hmm. it's like they, they may have a spinoff that's only been a season or two or three, but it's like still like, it just feels like part of the mothership. So right. it's like either you're part of, you've been on for 20 years, <laughs> running as part of a franchise even if you're in your spinoff or your show is only lasting a season or two before you get canceled. Or your own Netflix. Or, right, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess I was specifically talking about. Right, no, network. Network, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Network's a little bit different than even Netflix, though, you're likely. Well, you either, I mean, what's their longest running show now? Orange New Black lasted seven Six or seven seasons. Yeah. Well, I've heard, though, that they like to keep their, like, the three or four season thing is probably going to be thing they're doing because it keeps... Like costs low in terms of you don't have to renegotiate contracts and give everyone raises, and also like by the time you get to a third or fourth season, you're not getting that many new fans. So it's like when you launch a new show, you're more like and of course Netflix, I guess, is more about subscribers in general as opposed to like they're not selling ad revenue for a show like a, right. like a cable or network is. So mm-hmm. they're more about like get the buzzy stuff that gets the attention, get new fans, get more people. But I guess the thing yeah, like yeah, yeah. they can de- not deter, but like may, may annoy long-time TV fans is that sure, Netflix shows only get four seasons, but a lot of those shows really only run like 13 episodes a season, so in the end, you only have like 40 to 50 episodes of a show. Like, if you really like it, and you only have 50 episodes, like, it's not really that many to like cheer about? I don't know. I guess, I mean like, I guess if you really watch it's quantity over quality or quality over quantity doesn't, I mean, that's, that's, that's that's a person-to-person kind of situation, but it still is just like, I mean, like the Castlevania thing that just wrapped up. They're going to keep doing more in the Castlevania name, but it's not going to be the same technically mm-hmm. storyline. They're going to be different, but the first season is only four episodes, and I think the three that came after it were like eight, ten, and ten, I think, something mm-hmm. on that. So what's that, like 30-some episodes total? For almost 40, 40 episodes for the entire show, which is like pretty good, but it's like yeah. if you want more of that, there's none. You won't get any more, so... Sorry. I actually, I don't know. I actually kind of like that model because I feel like there aren't, like, a lot of shows start to sputter once they get past a few seasons anyway. Like, I feel like most season, most show, or I won't say, well, most shows, I don't know. I feel like many shows peak within their first few seasons. And obviously, like, we've seen, you know, covering 30 Rock, a show <laughs> that maintain quality. And, like, you have other, we have other, like, odd, like, I think Office was a show that people like for a while, and Parks and Rec obviously had good seasons beyond four and five. But in general, I think there are a lot of shows that really just start getting less exciting. In three and four. And right. Like and then and when, once you get too far past that, it is, cause I, I, especially like, and maybe with network shows because they run like four, eight or nine months of the year, like there are a lot more. Like I feel like especially like I, I get this a lot with cable or like hbo type shows where it's like they come out once a year and run a couple months it's like after a few seasons it's hard it just doesn't feel as quite as fresh anymore i don't know i i to, and to me like i don't care as much about the number of episodes as much as like is the story you're telling good True. enough within the span of those episodes yeah. so yeah, like if you can tell the story um, in a shorter amount of time that's yeah. i mean that's also impeccable and like commendable too because i mean you could argue a show that takes 13 episodes to tell a story as opposed to a show that takes 22 minutes of a story or uh, 22 episodes to tell a story could tell the same tale 
but one's a little bit more brief and not as fluff heavy, whereas the 22 episode one has additional episodes that don't really mean anything mm-hmm. but character development. But yeah, yeah. And then of course you have the British model where it's like all our shows are like here we'll run six episodes and then we'll do oh, another season geez. when we feel like it. So it might be two or three years between seasons right. and we'll only spit out another six episodes and that's just, I mean. That's just how that model runs, and so I mean that's even more extreme than yeah, <laughs> than true. what we're talking about with Netflix. Because it's like we'll just do six episodes every whenever we feel like it, which may be once a year, and maybe like take a yeah, take a multi year break and then yeah. come back. Or is that be? I mean, I, that's we don't have to get into it because I feel like that would be a long discussion. But yeah. like, is it because they have other obligations? Is the reason they can't come right back to continue a season, or is it like? They kind of put the first season out there and they say, or I guess they call it series. They put the first series out there and then they're like, well, we'll wait for feedback and see if, see if that determines if you get a second series or not. Or is it just like, we can only do, we only have you for a certain amount of time to do one to six episodes. So we're going to shoot it now. And then when your schedule's clear back up, we'll have you come back. Like I've never quite yeah. understood the model for so my guess is maybe part of it is right, it will allows people to do like create more projects, do different things, have more availability. Because especially like I feel like in the U.S. you have different centers of media. Like you know, like mm-hmm. L.A. is more TV movies. Like New York has some TV stuff, but it's also Broadway. Whereas in the U.K., like London is like London is where their big theaters are. Mm-hmm. London is where a lot of production is. So it's covering multiple industries right. where it's a little bit more space out here. And also. A big difference about UK television is the BBC is one of the big broadcasters and That's they're true. like PBS where they're not dependent on ads. So like there are commercial stations on there like ITV and Channel 4 that obviously sell ads, but be, like a lot of the network model is they pump out episodes because they need lots of episodes to sell ad time, to sell the syndication, to yada, yada, yada. And the, if you're the BBC, you need to fill air time, but you know, maybe if something gets bad ratings, you don't order it for another series, but you're not dependent on creating like hundreds of episodes of this one big hit to so make sure your, your network has enough money. Like okay. you're funded by the people. So, it right. you know, so there's less, there's Overhead? less. Overhead? Is that the word? Um, maybe. But I was thinking there's, there's just less, there's just le- less pressure to basically bleed a show dry. So then in that issue, it is more quality over quantity. Yeah. Interesting. So. And I mean, that's probably very surface level. I'm sure I, it goes a lot deeper than that. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's just my, I don't know, general thought, I guess. Anywho. Anywho. Oh, I think this, is, this, this I think, contains my favorite, um, my favorite joke of the whole episode. Um, but Liz uh, catches Jack in his plan and slowly starts to piece together what he's trying to do. Look, Jack you think fixing NBC is just another negative synergy dynamics matrix? I wish. Then I could just solve it with the Schwarzfeld Tesseract. No, this is the nadir of my career, Lemon. No room for advancement. A boss who doesn't get it every day. I wish some other company had bought NBC. Xerox, Alcoa, Paz. The Easter egg company? They own their market. When was the last time you bought a non-Paz egg dyeing kit? Try never. Paz is the best. Their wire egg dipper is tops in the industry with the thinnest egg loop to reduce dye lines. Exactly. Only I don't work for Paz. I work for Cable Town, but I have a plan that will fix everything. Okay, here's the thing, Jack. Your plan isn't gonna work. Your shows are terrible. I mean, have you seen that new game show homonym? Your next word is meat. Oh, boy. Um... Like when two people run into each other. Oops, sorry, it's the other one. 
Your next word is stare. Okay, um, the things you climb no, to get... it's the other one. It's always the other one. Let me see the card. No! Never! Your shows stink, Jack. Really? So you don't pick up them? I don't. I think so. But look, I get it. The clock's ticking and you feel like time's running out. It's like me and everything. How long is this show gonna last? How many eggs do I have left? Will I ever finish reading the corrections? But you can't let that panic get into your head. Well, thank you for your feedback, Lemon, but I'm not panicking. I know exactly what I'm doing, so... Good peacock to you. But Jack... I said, good peacock. Oh man, that homonym joke is so... F- I totally forgot about it. Like, it was in my brain that there... I was like, there's a, there's a, there's a show, there, there's, a, there's just a really mean game, and I can't place <laughs> what it is. But it's just the derisive laughter and the joy that the host gets from it is so funny to me, because he could not care less about any of these people's, like, issues with the show, because he's like, I don't care, <laughs> we're moving on. But it's so funny to me, because it's just like... Oh, he does. He has no sympathy. He's like, oh, he's like, nope. Moving on. It's just like that's so funny. It is no. It is hilarious. And like, I can just imagine like how fun it was to come up with in the writers' room. Like, let's have the concept of a game show where like literally no one wins because it's the answer is always oh no, it was the it's other one. Always the it's like you're. It's always like the thing where like you think you're getting, but like no, it's always it's always you're always wrong. Always, it's always wrong. Yeah. Has that been like turned into some like big I'm meme wrong. or something? Because like I I remember this very yeah. well. And I can't remember if it was because I just remember it from when I first saw this like years ago or if it's become like a thing on the internet that like gets referenced every so often and that's why. I feel like the nope, like his his answers, the host, I feel like is a meme, but I can't place any particular source. But mm. I feel like I do, I'll see that every now and again. Just like the nope, just the quick cut of nope, wrong, and then moving on kind of thing. But I can't place it. That would be a really fun board game for once, like one time. You could not do it more than no. once. You would ruin all of your friendships. That would be a super fun board game to just like spring on people. I was like, all right, we're going to play Hominin in the game. Sit. <laughs> Which one is it? Nope. You get no clues. You get no hints. Nothing. Like you either guess it or you don't. But you would be more lenient and you wouldn't just be outright. No, it's always, it's always the opposite. You you go into it saying sent, and if they guess the same one that you're guessing or you're, that you're thinking of, then they get the point. But it still is just like it's a 50-50 chance or sometimes right. a 30 30% chance depending on some words. NBC missed a real merchandising <laughs> opportunity here. Seriously, they could have put that like, I mean, they, I mean, I guess you could just put that all digital and yeah. make people download it or something, but yeah. Or like just make it like an app. If I knew how to build an app, I would say do well, it. Well, <laughs> this is a stupid question, but do we have apps yet in 2012? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, guess so. That's I mean, true. Because yeah, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I guess my, yeah, cause that was, that's true. By 2012, actually, I might have had my, I might have had actually had an Android, so. I think that was about yeah. the first time I got my first iPhone. It was around that 2011, 2012 time. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile... Uh, Kenneth, taking Tracy's advice, goes to Hazel, and Hazel invites Tracy over to dinner. Uh, meanwhile, Liz has caught on to, to Jack's scheme and finds him on the set of God Cop. Turning around on God Cop scene 24. I know what you're doing, Jack. You are purposely tanking the network. Good God, Lemon. What is it with you liberals and your conspiracy theories? I've got bad news for you. The CIA did not invent crack cocaine. The levees blew themselves up in the world, and no one is trying to destroy NBC. 
Hang on, did you cast yourself in this show? What can I say? We saw hundreds of actors for God. Finally, the network executive said I should just play it. You're the network executive. Uh, could we have a moment, please? Fine. You got me. I'm steering the Titanic into the iceberg. Why? You trying to get fired? I'm trying to get Hank to sell the network, and the only way to make him do that is to turn it into a money-losing embarrassment. <gasps> this explains everything. How long has this been going on? Seven years? Eight? Six weeks. Hmm. I have an investor lined up who'll buy the network and keep me in charge. I can't tell you who it is, but his word is as good as the color consistency on one of his Easter eggs. Adolf Paz? This is wrong, Jack. Lemon, I cannot go to another business school reunion and sit at the non-CEO table with the women and nice men. You're right, Lemon, the clock is ticking for both of us, but if I pull this off, it's good for you, too. You've never worked at a properly managed company before. That's true. Before this, I ran an all-women's theater company. Everyone was vice president. Think of it. Job stability, less stress, a commissary that has Taco Tuesdays again. After seven years, you'll finally have a life. And what if your plan doesn't work? Of course, it's a risk. But sometimes your only choice is to blow everything up and build something better out of the rubble. Look at Sherman's march to the sea. Or what my good friend Bane tried to do to Gotham. Join me, Lemon. Help me tag NBC. Never. You're playing with people's lives here. Who do you think you are? God. We're ready for you. No, oh, brother. That comment about liberals being obsessed with conspiracy theories did not age well. Mm, no, nope. it's almost like the glass houses throwing stones. That's true. Ideal. Uh, I love the. There's two things that Liz does in this. Uh, is first when she's like, "It was a conspiracy all along. How long have you been planning this? Six years? Seven years?" And he's like, six weeks." And she's like, "Oh, <laughs> she she thinks NPC's been doing so bad for so long, which it was and it has." But, like, she thinks it's been this long-running thing. He's like, no, it's, like, six weeks. What are you talking about? She's like, whoa. In fact, TGS was a sleeper agent. Yeah. Might have been the death, one of the death nails. Um, but then also the uh, the all-women theater and that everyone's a vice president. Like, that's just because it's, like, no one wanted... Either no one wanted to take charge or no one felt the like anyone was good enough to be the president. So they all just said, we'll all be vice presidents and... It just sounds so well, chaotic. Everyone wanted a position of uh, power, influence, but yeah, but not the sole position <laughs> oh. to maybe be in, in charge. Yeah. Oh man. Sexism. I get. I internalize sexism. I guess. Self hating women. I'm not sure. Hmm. Poor Liz. But yeah, I feel like Jack's plan only works for him and her because they're in a position of power but like if they really did tank the network so many people would be out of jobs and like yes you're rebuilding but the time and cost that you would be rebuilding all of that i mean isn't like one of the business um maybe it's changed but isn't like one of the business tenants is you it's cheaper to keep a customer or to uh keep an employee rather than it is to train someone entirely new or bring in a new customer kind of thing so like it's going to cost nbc and cable town a little bit more money to burn all this to the ground and then raise it back up but right but, but jack wants cable town to sell off nbc period to yeah pass, yeah but he still is like he's gonna lose a lot of uh he's not good the, play between people that he's got to fire i mean 
I, I mean, he, I guess, so far removed that he, he doesn't feel Well, that's why Liz has a line about you're playing with people's lives. Like, he doesn't care who, like, below, low on the totem pole people right. who get axed in any sort of yeah, it's like he's acquisition or move around. Exactly. He's doing what's best for, well, he's doing what's best for, for him himself, and yeah. not thinking about anyone yeah. else. Yeah. Well, he's thinking about Liz, but even Liz is going to have to do, do what she's going to do with the brunt of a lot of that. Poor yeah. Liz. She's not thinking about it clearly enough. Oh, it's just funny how, like, the Tank NBC thing, like, really took off. Like, you, I mean... I feel like every, all the time, like every year on the internet since then, you see plenty of people, like anytime I see makes any sort of program decision, like, oh, it's like, oh, it's just like 30 Rock where they're trying to take NBC. And, like even persisted like in the years when NBC was actually like the highest rated network, but it's just like, I guess the, I don't know. And well, prior to this, I guess NBC was in such a bad state that, I don't know. It, plus it's just, I guess, such a good meme from the show, like actually trying to take your own, just to call it life its own as like a real life. And then, I mean, it's a fresh idea. Like, I can't think yeah. of too many shows or any any show that would make fun of its own parent company that much where it was almost sort of draw from real life kind of thing. Of like, yeah, our network's not doing great. We need to do something about it. But also making that a storyline yeah. part of their show. Uh, but meanwhile, at Kenneth and Hazel's, Tracy's over for dinner. If there is one thing I have realized from being God is that the more you know, the more you realize you do not know. Why is he learning anything? He's supposed to be God. <gasps> now don't embarrass me. Tracy! Welcome to our home. Well, it's not technically a home because no one's supposed to be living here, but welcome to our condemned site of the Candyman murders. If you put this in the oven at about 200 degrees, my snake should be very comfortable while she gives birth. <laughs> Mr. Jordan, please help yourself to some appetizers. Thank you. Your home is terrible. Shall we conversation? Yes, we're having weather. Much weather. So, speaking of your movie studio... This conversation has a real flow to it. Do you ever have any roles for white women who've been described by the Hollywood Reporter as some lady who ruined the premiere of Paranorman? Oh, I always have one white person in all my movies. We have to have a villain. Oh, and who's worse than us whites, right? I mean, look at slavery. That was bananas! <laughs> <laughs> oh. That sturgeon just will not die. Excuse me a moment. Oh, I also do accents. Oh, me a cockney person. Uh, this is your Uncle Bob. <laughs> that was in, in about, what, six lines. Hazel, that's how insane Hazel is. Slavery was bananas. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And then the cock, the Asian accent supposed to be a cockney accent it's just like is she aware of what she's doing like that's what i I, like the joke is she's not aware right i guess so because i mean like they're (sighs) she's just so nutty that who knows i mean it's it's funny because it's so far off base of like what you're trying to do and what you're doing that it's like is i get it's still offensive Maybe she thinks she's doing a Cockney accent and she just is like, really, no really bad at accents. Her? Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, it is an impolite thing to say you're doing it wrong, but I mean, she's doing it. I don't know. There's... I mean, I believe that one day she said, I'm going to try to do a Cockney accent. And that's what came out. And she thought she was doing it great. So she just kept on doing what she was doing. Yeah. 
I get, yeah, and no one told her otherwise, I guess. Anyway. Well, would you correct her? It depends on the context. Like, if she's, you know, uh, what's that called? Auditioning? Mm-hmm. And she does that? Yes. Feel free to correct her because you're way off basis. But, it, like, you're a guest in their home. Probably it's kind of rude to be like, oh, I don't think that's right. But anyway, uh, the much conversation and the weather we're having, much weather, like, that's so funny to me. And the... Speaking of your own studio, <laughs> great transitions, beautiful it's transitions. Flow, it's a beautiful flow to this conversation. Like, it's so... It's like they've never had a conversation before. Like, it's so silly. It's so and funny. then Kenneth has still haven't killed the sturgeon. He's cooking for dinner. Is sturgeon just like a comedy word? Because I feel like I've heard it a lot in comedies. Like, is it because it just sounds funny? I think so, okay. yeah. But it's just like a big fish, right? Yeah. Alright. It's just sturgeon. Well, also, like, word. I don't know. I feel like for dinner, and then just for a dinner party how often are you making sturgeon so it's just silly to do it for that too yeah i guess if you are usually making a fish dish it's usually salmon or like a white fish a sturgeon is not common fish you would make for dinner and then their are also where do you get the sturgeon from that it's still alive the east river i hope not well they have like fish markets in new york right but there are they are but the fish are all dead aren't they that's true he might have he might have fished it that's what i'm saying did he fish it out of the east river or the, well, I don't know if there's anything some, living in the yeah, East River, but the, uh, uh, the visit, the uh, there's some um, visual is the word I'm looking for. Visual jokes of the quote-unquote appetizers is like something that looks like an evidence bag, <laughs> uh, just a bunch of medication. I assume it's not for anyone in there, and just like looks like saltines, like delicious, <laughs> just a, a wide variety of things. So Liz takes. T- um, Jack's plan of tanking it and does the same thing and decides to throw Jenna a bachelor party, but throw her in one of the worst bachelor parties imaginable. So she will no longer ask her to be the maid of honor. But meanwhile, Hazel is coming on to Tracy, just as planned. Okay, let's get this party started. Ooh, I smell Italian, guys. What is this? It's your bachelorette party. Bethany from work is here, and a bunch of my neighbors, a clown, and there's a God Cop marathon on NBC. I think Esposito lied to us. What do you mean you think? You're God. I don't understand the rules of this. Let us pray. To whom? Before you say anything, I have one more surprise for you. Officer, we're ready. Oh, thank God. Listen up, ladies. You're all in a lot of trouble. If you don't protect yourselves against identity theft, please take a pamphlet, pass them along. Okay, you're upset, but this is what you get when you choose Liz Lemon as your maid of honor. Oh, so let's get this over with. I mean, you know, what's the worst you could possibly do? Is that 30 Rock jumping the shark of having Jenna suddenly leap into the air and attack people? Why would that be jumping the shark? I mean, it's the most over-the-top thing they've ever done. I mean, like I guess, having but... a character suddenly have, like, supernatural powers. Well, you know, this... It's, 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 not... Three Rock can be a little surrealist at times. No, that's, but I mean, this is the most surreal it's ever been. That's true. Everything else we've seen has always been in a dream. Like, this is the one instance where someone seemingly has just unsupernatural powers. Well, I mean, she just has so much rage coursing through that why not? No, it's totally fine. And, and it, for me, personally, I it doesn't 
destroy the show, but I could just see. Well, to me, jumping a shark is like a big, like, stunt. Like, that's not really a stunt. That's not a stunt, but it's like. It's it's fully taking it out of the realm, and I think it's something that affected something like Community, too, is where it just it got super meta and it it started it started getting unreal. That I think it, it hurt that show. But as you said, with this episode, it's the final season, so they don't need new viewers. So them jumping the shark this late isn't going to affect anything. I just also I at, would flatly deny that, that could be categorized as jumping the shark moment. Agree to disagree. Sure. I will build. Are you talking about me underneath your breath? Jenna, that's it. Nobody will be your maid of honor because there's only one person who can be. You. What? That's crazy. Think about it. There would be nobody to steal your spotlight. In fact, you would have two spotlights. I think the maid of honor should sing at my wedding. Sure. And she could do a fashion show that takes the audience all the way through the wedding night. And what if she came in in a wheelchair and then stood up and everyone applauded and cried? I know you doubted me, but now you see my plan can work. So what do you say? Are you on board, Liz? You just called me Liz. Well, we can fix that in the cutting room. Uh, Jonathan, where's my car? How hastily produced was this show? <laughs> well, I mean, hey, if you're trying to change the network, it doesn't matter if your episode's yeah. like, clearly they are rushing through editing to the point where they're not catching the camera. Talking to the camera, literally calling your assistant and walking off screen <laughs> towards him. Yeah, no, it fits what he's trying to do, but good lord. But it's still funny to me. She's like, there's a marathon of God. The show just premiered. Like, at the start of this episode, it wasn't even a show that had been shot. It was in process of being shot. So let's say this takes place over a week because the beginning of the episode, she's asked to be the maid of honor. And, and then time after, she says, yeah, we're going to start planning for bachelorette parties. And then some, in some time period, which we know the time of Third Rock is not the same as the real world. Liz is throwing a bachelor party where there's a marathon of God Cop on, meaning they've had to shoot three or four episodes in uh, a week. Again, if they're editing it like that, it's then just they're like, probably the just... The production sounds them. awful. Like, insane. Well, again, like, well, I just said, we know how thirty how timelines go on 30 Rock, so it could be while Liz was having a couple days, NBC The Network had a couple weeks at the same time. Oh, yeah. Because some people seem to have like multiple days in the span of other characters only having one day. Yeah. So. When, when you go inside of 30 Rock, time just stops. Exactly. I guess. Or speeds up. I'm not sure. It seems how, very inconsistent. How do they make soap operas? There's so many episodes. Well, they, I mean, they shoot like all of that within like a month or two, right? They shoot a bunch of episodes mm-hmm. in like a series of time. Uh, so Kenneth is in a moral complex of who's wrong, who's right, and he just assumes that they're both right, but Hazel is obviously uh, in the wrong, um, but that storyline will continue. Meanwhile, up in Jack's office... <laughs> you, 
<laughs> I mean, you really uh, let that one go with the winner, didn't you? I just didn't really care. Anyway, about that's where we'll continue. Moving we'll on. We'll continue. We'll get there. Uh, meanwhile, back in Jack's office, uh, Liz finally sees the side of Jack's argument and is in. Okay, I get it. Sometimes tanking it is the only option. What did you do? Fake a sprained ankle to get out of that breast tail 5K? No, I did that. I forgot my sports bra, so ironically. Uh, it doesn't matter, Lemon. I'm just glad that you've seen the light. Now help me tank NBC, and you'll be helping yourself. You'll have it all. Jack, it's 9.30 in the morning. We're not trying to do a good job here, Lemon. And what do you say? Are you in? Let's take this mother down. The outro to this, where we get more of homonyms, is actually like... I feel like a lot of the outros in the show, like I... I don't know, don't really do that much for me. This one is hilarious, especially because literally the concept of au pair, what else can that mean? It might mean an exclamation about a fruit, such as au pair. So stupid. It's so funny. It's like perfectly, it comes back to like, they're seemingly in the middle of this one contestant's run because he's just so over it, but he's like kneeled over, like bent over the podium and it's just like, let's just get this over. Like he's, He's lost all motivation, and it's the, the the host still high energy. The host is still into it because he's just running these people down, and it is nothing to him. It's just so mean and funny to me. But we'll get there. Uh, final thoughts on the beginning of the end of Thirty Rock. Only twelve more episodes left. Oh no! Technically eleven because twelve and thirteen are an hour long episode. Oh. Yeah, overall, I, I thought it was really good. Again, like the the Tank MC storyline is classic Thirty Rock, so mm-hmm. lots of hilarious stuff there. Um, yeah, you're right that the the Tracy Kenneth Hazel storyline dra- does drag a little bit. So hopefully, as that continues, it will. <laughs> hopefully, it pick continues. Up. Otherwise, we did not give it the attention it deserves. But we'll just have to stay tuned for that. Hooray! And then the Jenna stuff is funny, but it's just like again narcissism, Jenna. We've seen it a thousand times. It wasn't really anything new. Well, it was. She's never been getting married before. All right. The marriage portion is new, but the ending was, you knew where it was going to come, where of course she's going to get all the attention because Liz is just going to... Well, it's a brilliant way to solve it. She's her own maid of honor. No, it is creative, but it's also, it's still enabling someone who doesn't need to be enabled and shouldn't be enabled. Well... I think we found out the question enabling Jenna is the best way to keep her in line. Same for Tracy, so yeah. Anyway. 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 Any other thoughts? No. Well, as always, if you like what we're doing, rating and reviewing and all that fun stuff is going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you in next week's episode. Episode 127, Season 7, Episode 2, entitled Governor Dunstan. Oh, we get, what's her name? Kenneth Mum, played by Catherine O'Hara. Oh. And uh, is this the one that has Brian Cranston in it, or is he in a later episode? Yeah, he's in it too. We finally get to meet Ron. So yeah, next week's episode's a little bit of a, a throwback and a callback, as well as some revelations. We finally get to meet Kenneth's mom and her friend Ron, uh, as well as uh, Matthew Broderick's character. Uh, Cooter Burger. Remember Cooter Burger? I I do. Yeah, he's back. From when Jack goes to Washington. Jack goes to Washington, that's right. So, 
Yeah, we finally get to learn the history of Ron, who Kenneth ultimately despises. We'll see if they can change their mind next week. Data takes out. See you next time. Next word, sent. I don't care. Okay, sent like a penny, whatever. No, sorry, no. Oh, it's a homonym double down. Did you get to guess again? Sent. Okay, um, then sent like a smell or an odor. No, it's the third one. yourself. Next word is au pair. What? There is only one definition. It's like a nanny, a foreign nanny. No, you forgot. Could also be an exclamation about a fruit, as in au pair. What you are doing here is not right. I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> Thank you. Your home is terrible. Shall we conversation? Yes, we're having weather. Much weather. So, speaking of your movie studio. This conversation has a real flow to it.